When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pleasure to have you with us and let's go to some basketball now because things are locked in for the rest of the season in the NBA as the trade deadline passed in the earlier hours of this morning. To discuss all of the moves, Senior Editor of NBA Australia, Benyam Kadane. Benyam, thank you so much for your time with us this afternoon here on The Run Home. What stood out for you in this trade period? Good to be with you guys. It was a, uh, a little bit of, of musical chairs in the NBA. Not as much as we maybe expected, but uh, still some pretty interesting moves that will impact uh, the second half of the season and the uh, and the playoff race. I really like what the Oklahoma City Thunder did, getting uh, getting Gordon Haywood in there alongside that young core. I thought that was a really, really uh, smart move from them. And, and also the Sixers bringing a guy in like Buddy Heald. I'm not sure how their season's going to pan out without uh, Joel Embiid for a big chunk, but in terms of a puzzle piece that fits, that's uh, that's definitely one that jumped out to me. You mentioned the OKC move there, adding Gordon Hayward. Is that, do you think, going to make quite a discernible difference as they presumably look to make quite a deep run this season? It's a little bit of a coin flip with uh, with Gordon Hayward. He's obviously had his injury struggles uh, you know, this season and, uh, and over the years, but if he can stay healthy, uh, I think adding that depth on the wing position and also just adding an experienced guy, I think that really can make a difference for a team like the Thunder, who, you know, at the moment, they're flying at the top of the uh, at the top of the Western Conference in that uh, that four-way logjam for that number one seed. They're right there uh, at 35 and 16. But as we've seen, you know, with a lot of young teams that get into the postseason, things slow down when, uh, when playoff basketball hits. So having a guy like that on this young team, I think really can help them because, you know, right now their top sort of three, four guys are all, you know, under under 24, 25 years old. Now, Ben, you, know, you talk about uh, who's who's done pretty well in the in the trade scenario here. Is there anything, is there any team that all of a sudden goes from just cruising along to, hang on, they might just be title contenders after what's happened? The Milwaukee Bucks jumped to mind. They were always title contenders uh, for mine, but I really like the move they made uh, in getting Patrick Beverly because they're, Perimeter defense, their point of attack defense has been pretty pretty woeful this season. Uh, obviously, swapping Damian Lillard in for uh, for Drew Holiday, there was a big drop off there. So you, you get a guy like Patrick Beverly, you know what he's all about. You know what he's going to come in and do, especially uh, you know in the in the postseason. He's probably one of the most annoying guys uh, to play against, and and also just from a, a leadership perspective, you have a vocal guy that's going to come in there and you know be that that presence for them in the uh, in the locker room. Giannis isn't the most vocal guy. Uh, obviously, Damian Lillard, another experienced guy there, but I, I like the energy that Patrick Beverly uh, is going to bring to that Milwaukee Bucks team. I, th- I think that's, you know, that that's probably one of the moves that maybe flies under the radar a little bit. But once the postseason hits, that might look like one of the better moves we've uh, we've seen today. What strikes me about that move, though, is Pat Beverly and Damian Lillard. They've had a bit of a history 
uh, beef-wise, as you could say. Do you think that's going to create a bit of uh, potential drama within that group? <laughs> Potentially. Uh, I mean, they both came out and squashed that uh, pretty quickly uh, today. I mean, Damien Little knows Patrick Beverley's here to help him win a championship and, uh, and vice versa. Pat Bev's going into a situation there where the Milwaukee Bucks, the ultimate goal for them is to win the championship. So history aside, you know, these guys <laughs> haven't necessarily gotten along uh, you know, in previous iterations on uh, on other teams, but you know, maybe coming together here with a with a common goal, I think they'll be able to put that aside. But uh, as the NBA always is, some hilarious soap opera always uh, always does follow. Yeah, so we might see an end to the uh, passive aggressive tweeting between the two. Is that what you're saying? Hey, we saw it with Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly uh, <laughs> in LA on the Lakers. So there is uh, there is history for that. Guys, uh, guys can mend fences uh, <laughs> when it comes to comes to trying to win a championship. But uh, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that first game and see uh, see if I'm wrong. <laughs> Now, Mo, we talked about uh, who might have won big. Who was the team that you're thinking they were sitting there, just needed to have a big trade, big trade, big trade window, and uh, all of a sudden they've just sat on their hands and all the fans are blowing up thinking, what went wrong here? Well, I thought when uh, when LeBron tweeted the hourglass out a couple of days ago, that was that was a sign of maybe things to come. We know the Lakers are, uh, you know, they run through a cycle of we're a good team, now we're not a good team, <laughs> the trade deadline comes, we make some moves, and... Uh, I thought they were going to be a little bit more active or, or active at all at the uh, at the trade deadline. So I'm not really sure how content they are with this group, with this uh, roster as constructed. You've obviously got LeBron and AD, uh, but do the parts around them kind of fit together? It doesn't look that way uh, at this halfway point of the season. They looked good early on. I thought they were maybe a candidate to uh, to try and make a bit of a splash here at the uh, at the deadline. But them alongside the Golden State Warriors, you know, you know, for all intents and purposes, kind of just stood firm on on what they've got. I thought the Warriors would be another another team, you know, maybe a guy like Alex Caruso. I know they were looking around to try and acquire a guy like him, but both of these teams who, you know, have the guys like Steph, like LeBron, who we're very used to seeing in the uh, in the business end of the postseason, um, the organizations didn't really try and swing for the fences here in uh, here in February. So we'll uh, we'll see how that's going to play out for them. There is still a lot of basketball left to be played, but I was uh, I was pretty surprised neither of those teams really you know, trying to shake things up. And with the trade winner itself, obviously our big sports over here have nothing to do with uh, such a thing. I think the only thing remotely close that Kiwi fans can know about is every now and again we, we get a warrior just show up out of the blue. Um, Kurt Capel was, a, was an example this year. But uh, <laughs> when the boys are going into training, uh, let's say you're in LA and it's trade window, do you have any idea that you're gone um, off to Dallas, uh, apart from when someone comes and taps you on the shoulder, or do they get a heads up? Look, you might be on the chopping block, or you might be used in, in this window. Yeah, I mean, most guys will be in you know, pretty constant conversation with their agents and representatives, who, who will be aware of you know we, we we see the trade reports and rumors sort of coming out every day. So most guys know if they're in conversations you know with other teams, and as things get closer, if if these trade talks are heating up, they will be to some degree across it. And a lot of times it can come out of the blue. We've seen guys sitting on the bench at halftime and being traded, guys warming up uh, and being traded. So there really is no hard and fast rule. And the next day you're on a plane trying to play a game in, a, in another city with a bunch of guys you never met. So it, it can be a little bit of a lottery. I just want to know who sorts out the logistics, eh? Because moving your life is, is not something that can be done 
overnight. So the people in the background who are, oh, yeah, pack up all this stuff, get it to their new house, find them a new house. Man, that is saying something for the uh, the work that is going on behind the scenes. Hey, now, earlier as well, our man Stephen Adams, of course, the Kiwi that everyone is interested in, was shifted. Where does he kind of sit and fit at Houston, do you think? I really like this move for, for Houston and uh, and also for Stephen Adams. I mean, you know, he's obviously you know had his uh, his injury problems this season, and I think more of a, a long term look at this Houston team. I really like what they did in the draft, the young guys they brought in, and and they're kind of trending in the right direction. I really like their coach, uh, Ima Udoka. You bring a guy like Stephen Adams in into that kind of situation to be the adult in the room. We saw that with Fred Van Vliet. They brought him in in the uh, in the off season. So getting experienced veteran guys that have been around, have been through playoff runs, and can kind of teach the younger guys, especially at the position. Guys like Jabari Smith, uh, Alperin Sangoon, you know, two very exciting young prospects. How that's going to play into his playing time, will, will you know, that's definitely going to be one to watch, uh, you know, as, as the season unfolds and when, when he's back out there. But um, he's teaming up with, uh, with another Aussie in, uh, in Jock Landale uh, as well, with a fellow ANZ uh, compatriot. So I, I, I like the move from him just from an, an experience standpoint on a young team. We saw him do it in Oklahoma City. We saw him do it with the Memphis Grizzlies. His kind of impact without having to necessarily demand the ball or run a bunch of plays for him. You know what Stephen Adams is going to bring to the team. And uh, I think, you know, Houston you know, made a pretty smart move in, uh, in bringing him in without having to give up uh, a whole lot of assets to, to get a really, really solid rotation player. Yeah, and I reckon the media in Houston will be licking their lips as well. They'll be going, great trade for us. That is a walking <laughs> soundbite every training. Thank you very much. Yeah, you'll, you'll never be lacking for quotes with, uh, with Stephen Adams around. No, you will not. Benjamin Kadane there with us, uh, Senior editor, editor of NBA Australia. Thank you for your time. Big day on the NBA front, so I very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys.